It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. It's time for another Smart Money Questions podcast. Walter Storholt alongside Matt Hausman. He's the founder of Old Security Group, serving you in Metro Philadelphia, Delaware, and Northeast Maryland, with offices in Westchester, Pennsylvania, and Newark, Delaware. You can find us online at smartmoneyquestions.com. That's where you can find past podcasts and where future ones will be as well. And if you have any questions, you can always call Matt directly at 610 719 3003. On today's podcast, we're talking about beneficiary mistakes, some of the common mistakes we see people make when it comes to the beneficiaries of their accounts. And some of these things might surprise you. Some of them might seem very simple, and you might think to yourself, people get that wrong? Well, yeah, they do, and uh, there are negative consequences to these things all the time. So it's important to talk about. Uh, One particular area that has, boy, just a lot of nuances, Matt, would be naming minors as beneficiaries. You've got to be really careful navigating those waters. Absolutely. You know, you really want to have an understanding on if you are going to do that, especially if they're under the age of 18 or even 21, depending on the type of assets they are, financial assets, real estate, et cetera, is have an understanding on how and when they're going to be able to act on those assets or have access to them. In many cases, we will be talking with an estate attorney to give us clear guidance on exactly what that looks like. And being in working in Delaware and in Maryland and in Pennsylvania, you also have to be looking at the different state rules and how those apply as well. That's a great point. So that's beneficiary mistake number one, naming minors as beneficiaries. Now, an area that I'm sure is pretty common where you see things out of whack, uh, potentially, Matt, would be when folks don't coordinate their beneficiary designations and then what their will says. If there is, uh, you know, kind of a, a lack of coordinating between those two documents or between those two selections, that can cause for some unintended consequences. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many times I would hear from someone, oh, I don't have to worry, my will's been updated. And then I'll turn around and said, yeah, but you have to understand the beneficiary form supersedes the will. So if you haven't illustrated that on the beneficiary form, it doesn't matter what the will says. And that is one of the biggest things that that people do need to understand. I always encourage people to go back and look at, for these are for the assets that we're not advising on, to make sure those are up to date. Most recently, I had someone, their spouse had tragically passed away. They had gotten the life insurance money. They went into the bank. They put a sizable amount into the account. And the first question I asked her was, okay, who's the beneficiary? You named your sons, right? And I don't remember. And then as we found out, we actually called the bank right then and there. It wasn't even offered to her to fill out a beneficiary form. Oh, wow. So it's really important to make sure that all of your financial assets, the beneficiary form, is up to date and accurate. And we're talking about, what, IRAs, 401ks? Um, I mean, what, what are the different documents where you're going to be making beneficiary designations? It's going to be savings account, checking account, uh, CDs, as you mentioned, IRA, 401k, brokerage accounts, 
annuities, life insurance, okay. any type of financial asset should have a beneficiary form available to it. So any type of asset like that, you definitely want to make sure is up to date. This could be like the, uh, you know, the, the, the husband puts the wife down as uh, a beneficiary. They get divorced, forgets to change the beneficiary designation. Years later, may have the new wife written into the will, but that previous beneficiary designation might end up overriding that will. Walter, it's funny you mentioned that. There's actually a case like that that started here locally with DuPont down in uh, Wilmington, Delaware, that went all the way to the Supreme Court. That exact thing happened. And I'm sorry, it was not a, a new wife. It was the daughter. And she actually sued and lost, stating that they should have known that it was to go to her and not to her mother because in the divorce decree, it was actually ruled that the mother had relinquished her right to his 401k. The Supreme Court ruled that the beneficiary form, no matter how out of date, supersedes the will because it is a contractual obligation wow. from the owner to the company that is hosting the funds. One of the reasons you've got to get that right. Absolutely. Um, and I would imagine, uh, do you review beneficiary designations as part of your planning process, Matt? I mean, is that pretty something standard that you're going to make sure is in line and, and what people actually want on those particular statements and documents? Absolutely. That is part of our process. First of all, when we review with a uh, with someone that has come in, we want to see everything that they currently have. Even if they don't become a client, we're going to assist them at least in that manner. And then when they do become a client, we want to make sure that as the assets that they have are going exactly in the direction that they want. That's a very good beneficiary mistake to be aware of. Not coordinating your beneficiary designation and the will. Watch out in that situation. Make sure you've got it right. Uh, another beneficiary mistake is not naming alternative or successor beneficiaries. What do we mean by alternative beneficiaries and why is that another mistake to make? So one of the things that you want to realize is that if the primary beneficiary was to predecease you and you don't have a secondary beneficiary there, then you have to remember to go back and change those documents and name someone. Otherwise, what will happen is if there are, say, two primary beneficiaries, the other beneficiary will receive everything that that other beneficiary was entitled to. This becomes very important when you have children who have children. So this would be possibly, say, your grandchild. Is In doing that, you can unintentionally disinherit those grandchildren. And once the money goes to the other beneficiary, it becomes a tax nightmare to get that money where you actually wanted it to go. Mm. Another kind of uh, warning spot, I guess, if you will. Make sure that you are taking that extra step to name those alternative and successor beneficiaries to kind of get all of that straightened out. Uh, another beneficiary mistake we should mention, Matt, would be naming your estate as a beneficiary, which I have a feeling there's probably, you know, because I'm, I'm imagining myself listening to our podcast today and I'm hearing, all right, a big mistake is not coordinating the beneficiary designation and the will, not naming alternative and successor beneficiaries. Well, why don't you just name the estate as the beneficiary and it can all get wrapped up in there. But I see now that's on our list of beneficiary mistakes. And so why would that be a wrong turn to take? Well, the biggest thing to think about is, uh, do you actually love your heirs or you like Uncle Sam more? Because that's essentially what happens is Uncle Sam is going to get a larger percentage, especially when it comes to 
IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, where the estate has been named the beneficiary, it will lose that tax deferred status and taxes immediately become due and payable. So that's why it is so important to make sure not to name the estate as the beneficiary. Yeah, so got to be really careful of that. Naming your estate as a beneficiary, wrong turn to take, introducing lots of other complications that get entered into the fold. One last one, and this may seem really simple. Matt, I'm sure you've seen a story, though, where this is uh, where this has happened and where you have to be very careful. When something as simple as errors being made on the application can throw uh, you know things into a loop when it comes to you know time to, to pay out those those options to beneficiaries. So one of the things you really want to think about is making sure the information is correct because if anything, even if it finally gets there, it can dramatically hold up the beneficiary actually receiving the funds. We just recently, for instance, something as simple as changing an address for their beneficiary, that alone could have held things up dramatically. So it's really important to make sure that as your heirs move around, obviously they're the, and actually this is becoming what I am seeing a necessity, a social security number has to be on there. Obviously, they're wanting to track that for possibly any tax purposes, but everything on there should be accurate. And as they move around, it needs to be updated. Well, all these beneficiary mistakes you need to be aware of, and Matt Hausman and the team at Old Security Group can help you avoid these mistakes when you come in and uh, meet with the team. 610-719-3003 is your number to call if you maybe haven't addressed some of these issues with your beneficiaries, or if you're kind of hearing some of these examples and stories of where people have gone wrong and thinking, I need to change a couple of these items. Yeah, you're right, my will, and maybe that old life insurance application that I did, I might have put somebody else on there as the beneficiary. I need to go change that. Matt can help you track those things down and then make sure everything's fitting together in your financial plan. You can also go to smartmoneyquestions.com. That might even be where you're listening to the podcast today. Again, smartmoneyquestions.com. You can get in touch with the team that route as well. For Matt Hausman, I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks so much for joining us on today's podcast, talking about beneficiary mistakes. Coming up on next week's podcast, we're going to talk about what it looks like to break down your financial statements. Yeah, those uh, those prospectus, those statements that you get in the mail that maybe you, you glance at, maybe look at the, the dollar uh, symbol at the bottom and see how much uh, follows that, but don't really look at all the other information that's on there. Well, as interesting as it uh, might be, there's actually some good information on your statements, and we'll teach you how to break those down and some of the important things to know from those statements to teach you a little bit more about your portfolio and about your own plan that you have in place right now. That's coming up on next week's podcast. Be sure to join us then. This has been another edition of Smart Money Questions. 